the children of the Force. Welcome to episode 79 of Children of the Force, a podcast about Star Wars by one adult and his two kids. I'm Al Nowatsky, the adult. I'm Anna, and I'm 11. I'm Liam, and I'm 8. Alright, and we got a pretty pretty good episode here today. I think uh, we are going to be talking about some of the information that came out of this big Entertainment Weekly fall movie preview uh, Talk about the things that came out online. Um, a lot of information there. Some of it just, I don't know, it's not spoilery because it's not a spoiler because Lucasfilm is okay with it being out there. Um, you know, it's kind of like what a trailer would tell you, I suppose, as far as whether or not it's a spoiler. Uh, Actually, what we're going to talk about today is porgs. More porgs. Oh, more porgs. No, and more well... Porgs. Porg! 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 Well, we will talk Porg! about... <laughs> we will talk about Porgs. Yay! Just a little bit. Porg! But not, not too much, though. We're not going to talk about Porgs too much. But first, we're going to talk about some Star Warsy stuff that we've been up to. And, you know, I mentioned last time that I finished Rebel Rising, and I wanted to read an excerpt from it, but I never got around to it, or it was too long, right? And our episode was going to be long enough the way it was. Uh, and this episode might be, you know long enough also, but I wanted to read this because I thought it was really powerful. Anna, I think you're going to help me out here, right? Uh, Alright, so we have Saw Gerrera talking to a young Jin. So Jin is not, you know, she's this is before Rogue One, right? And Saw is basically kind of her dad now, pretty much, right? He's kind of adopted her. Um, and Jin, you know, uh, thinks that for the resistance, for the rebellion to come together, they need a leader, right? And uh, Saw said, yeah, but that not just someone giving orders, uh, someone the people believe in. And then uh, Jin doesn't understand, really. So Saw explains it to her, what he thinks. And I'm not going to do a Saw voice as much as I'd like to. It's like I was telling you. But Saw didn't sound like that at the time, right? This was before his voice. So then I'd be doing, like, Saw Gerrera from the Clone Wars. I'm just not going to even try it. So it's like I was telling you with the droids and the clone armor. Saw said, indicating the mock battlefield he used for Jin's training. I tell you millions died in the Clone Wars. What do you feel? Jin opened her mouth to speak, but Saw cut her off. You feel nothing, because you didn't know any of them, did you? Jin shook her head. But I tell you that my sister died. Saw continued. I tell you that Stila was the best part of me, and that she was going to change the world, make it a better place. Heck, not the, not just the world, the whole dang galaxy. She was stronger than any Jedi, stronger than the Force, but that didn't matter. He sighed heavily, his eyes dissident and sad. I tell you that she died a hero. She saved a king and fought the enemy, but she was on the side of a cliff, and a gunship was shot down and crashed into it. Jin gasped, a tiny sound that Saw didn't hear. I tell you that I saw her hanging on that rocky edge, her fingers gripping the stone, and there was a Jedi there. Oh, look at you. You got all hopeful at that. Didn't do a dang thing. The Jedi tried to save her, sure, but she didn't. Steela fell anyway, fell to the bottom of the cliff onto solid rock. Ever see what happens to a body that falls that far down onto stone? Bones don't just break, they shatter. 
saw looked at Jen, but she didn't think he saw her. And I tell you that I was the one who shot down the ship that crashed into the cliff where she had been. I tell you that, and you feel something, yeah? Jin couldn't move. Saw leaned over and rubbed the pad of his thumb across her cheek. It came away wet. She hadn't even known a tear had leaked out of her eye. And for what? They said her death was the price paid for, for the freedom of Onderon. Her body was barely cold before the Republic turned into the Empire. And it all started again. Another rebellion. More war. More death. I was smarter that time. I didn't make the same mistakes I had when Steela was alive. Didn't matter. Didn't work. Onderon is under the Empire. And I'm here. When Sa was speaking for a moment, Jin saw him the way he used to be. A starry-eyed young man with a dream of justice and freedom. He must have been so brilliant then. But that young man died when Stila died, and in his place was a bitter, angry fighter. The resistance against the Empire needs Stila, Saw said. He searched Jin's eyes, waiting to see if she understood. More fighters like her? The idealistic, the heroes who stand up in the face of certain death. They need more fighters like her to die like she did. He growled. The resistance needs a martyr, a tragedy, something so horrific that people can't help but stand up and fight too. You understand? They need someone they can believe in, Jin said, looking into Saw's eyes. He nodded like he was glad Jin was understanding. Like the Jedi during the Clone Wars. It was impossible to study the galaxy without hearing something of the Jedi, and considering how much the Empire loathed even a mention of the religious cult, Jin had assumed Saw would love and admire all Jedi. Instead, he snarled. Don't give them another thought, Saw said, glaring. Jedi think they can do anything, but where are they now? All dead. And before that, sure, they helped, but not enough. He stared down at his hand, and Jin thought he was looking at a long, jagged scar that cut through the thin skin between his thumb and his first finger, but he made a fist. They talked about the force the Jedi did. He said in a lower voice. Never understood what it was, but I saw it. It was like magic. They could move things with a wave of their hand. He swept his arm out. Nothing in front of him moved. But they couldn't hold on. Saw continued. For all their power, they couldn't hold on. Not when it mattered. So, that's pretty... It's pretty, it's pretty intense. Like I said, the book yeah. the book is rather rather intense, rather dark. Um, but um, you can see kind of how Saw thinks about things and, you know, how he thinks there needs to be... I think I'm going to have to read that again in my head because <laughs> it's hard to understand yeah. while you're reading it loud. That's true. That's true. So, yeah. Uh, the good stuff. Rebel Rising, Beth Revis. Worth reading. But pretty dark. So, maybe not for the little kids, but, you know, it's a young adult book. So, YA books I are... They they can be pretty uh, pretty intense and pretty sad and. Uh, can I read it? Oh, if you want to read that book, I would love it if you read that book. Yep. So uh, so yeah, that's Rebel Rising. Uh, I would like to welcome a new listener who reached out to us via email, Katiana or Cat for short. Cat sent us this super awesome email that had a few things in it. First of all, uh, she picked out a favorite dot in our ceiling. If anyone listened to the last episode and didn't shut it off when Anna suggested that our question for the question and answer council, and let me explain, the question and answer council is usually this time where I ask a Star Wars related question, and then you both answer it, and then I answer it, and then you can ask your own questions. Well, Anna's question was, what is your favorite dot in our popcorn ceiling? And, uh... And Cat picked one out, 
And she said that her favorite one was the giant one in the corner that looks like a porg. And And you'll have to check out our website to see the photo, childrenoftheforce.com, to see uh, she sent us an image uh, and and pointed out the one in the corner that looks like a porg. So you'll have to check that out. Uh, Yeah, if anyone else wants to pick out their favorite dots, um, I was thinking we could have a contest maybe. Uh, there's one dot, so there's I have a, f- a photo of our ceiling, which is like an angled ceiling because we have you know it's like at the angle of our roof, which is why the ceiling doesn't really look like a ceiling; almost looks like a wall. Anyway, uh, so I have a photo of this on our on our uh, website. Um, one dot on that photo, one dot on the ceiling, is a special dot, and if that is your favorite dot, then you win. And uh, I'll give you a copy of the Force Awakens comic adaptation. Now, there's hundreds, yeah! if not thousands, of dots on that ceiling. So you have to, uh, you know, you have to pick just right. Oh, um, special one is. I will mail you this this comic adaptation. Um, we're gonna call this dot the secret TFACA dot, the Force Awakens comic adaptation. Uh, yeah. So dots. Um, I'm really doubling down on. The absurdity here, Anna, and uh, yeah. you know, thank you for uh, for introducing that into the show. Uh, oh, now our well, ceiling, our ceiling them. is like a, it's like the 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 fourth wall, sort of. <laughs> uh, anyway, um, so the fourth host or the fourth wall is uh, is our ceiling. So anyway, uh, Kat picked out her favorite dot and she sent us the next entry in our series of certain point of view inspired fan fiction by children of the force listeners. So this book coming out, certain point of view, that 40 stories celebrating the 40th anniversary of Star Wars. Nick sent us the very first one about Garin, uh, Gurindan or Garandan or Gurindan. Um, or Gar- Ein. <laughs> uh, sure. So uh, Nick sent us that awesome story, which you can read in its entirety on our website. Uh, and Kat sent us the second one. And this one is called Legends on Yavin 4. And she gives us a little description of it. The main character, possi- a possibly Force-sensitive explorer, is named after Kat's Star Wars The Old Republic Sith Warrior. So she plays The Old Republic. Um, which is this massive online multiplayer game that we have never really played. Uh, but she says, I've I let you play it a couple times. Uh, you see me playing Knights of the Old Republic, which is not a oh. multiplayer game. It's a single player game. She says that I'd like to imagine this explorer's weird parents decided to name her after this ancient Sith, even though it takes place during the battle of Yavin, it kind of turned into a story about my desire for a certain old Republic character to become canon. And, uh, We'll be posting that story up on our website in in the coming weeks. And she says that celebrating 40 years of Star Wars should also include celebrating 14 years of Knights of the Old Republic and Star Wars the Old Republic. Yay! So, <laughs> I have to say, you know, that's something that we're not too familiar with is are those video games. Um, but uh, I did like Knights of the Old Republic, but the turn-based fighting thing, like you, I take a turn, then they take a turn, kind of threw me off. But the story seemed really cool. I never got off... Terrace, I think is the name of the planet. It's like this first planet that you go on. I never made my way off that planet. I guess it takes a long time to get off there. But it's on it's on our like, computer. Yep. Is it really dark? No, it's not too bad. It's not too bad. Um I think I think you, you might like it. it you could try it. Yeah, it's it's kinda complicated though as far as like how you 
um, equip yourself with certain things and then like how you fight. It's just something that I never really totally figured out. Maybe that's why I didn't like it that much because I just didn't have the patience to learn okay, it. That sounds that's like possible. a video game that I would actually like. You might. You might. Um, it's like it's like Dungeons and Dragons, but Star Wars video game. Like that's kind of how it's uh, how it's designed. You know how you pick but up you weapons. Like Dungeons and Dragons. I do. I do. Um, you know how you like pick up weapons in D and D, and you have them with you for the rest of the game. Uh-huh. Right. And and you know how Something it's like. like that, right. Yeah. Like and you when know you kill somebody, you can pick up their weapon. Exactly. And then you pick up coins too, right? And and that's you can buy things with those coins. And also, oh. uh, you know, this game is turn based, right? So like, you know how you roll for initiative and see who goes first and stuff like that. Well, in Knights of the Old Republic, you know, I go and then they go and then I go and then they go and then whoever dies first dies, right? So it's kind of the okay. same way. It's actually it's based on the the D twenty system that I uh, would really like this yeah. video game. Well, maybe you would. You could try it out. So Cap picked out her favorite dot and sent us a story, and she also sent us a joke, which we'll be getting to later in the show, and she sent us a better version of our uh, this image that we've been using uh, on the top of our Facebook page, I think. Yep. I know, I know. This is like two and a half years old of us now um but it's this kind of first image that we really took for the podcast we really haven't we should probably take a new one but uh it's of us with lightsabers and stuff she put us in the force awakens poster and it is awesome wait who's ray <laughs> who's ray oh oh i don't you would be where ray is because okay. there's the staff behind you there see it oh yeah you have a, it's like it looks like you have a staff kind of strapped to your back and I'm so you have the staff and the blue nice. lightsaber just like ray right and then daddy where mm-hmm. are you well, I'm the one in the middle. Who are you covering? Oh. <laughs> uh, Poe, not Poe. Han? Han. I think Han. And Liam, you're covering Finn, I believe, because there's this blue lightsaber coming down there. Anyway, it's really cool. Thank you so much, Kat, for doing that. Um, we will be putting that on our website. Really, yeah. Well, I mean, I think she even, like, you know, cut you out and moved you over. Yeah, it's really good Photoshop work. Um I believe Kat is, is in her teens. I think she's uh, like 16-ish. So uh, anyway, really, really like that. Thank you so much for sending us all of that stuff. And we'll be talking about that story that she sent us on an upcoming show, like I said. And uh, yeah. And uh, also, finally, uh, in our little thank you segment that I guess we're doing, uh, thanks to Roku Depot for reviewing our show on their website. I've done this before. I've thanked them before, but it's been a while, and uh, I really like what they do. They do a weekly roundup of mostly Star Wars podcasts, and we are one of those who are reviewed quite a bit. And and they have this new feature that I am a huge fan of, where they count the number of times a podcast episode mentions a certain new Star Wars creature that I'm not going to name here because that's just cheating. Uh, you will have to go to their website to check out what I'm talking about. It is Roku Depot. So that's R-O-Q-O-O-D-E-P-O-T.com. And you'll just want to look for the latest post on there titled Podcasts in Review. It's really good stuff. And we thank them for taking the time to listen to so many different podcasts and reviewing them. And it's really just a service to society. I think um, the world is a better place because they listen to all these podcasts and review them. And you can go through and, and read about what, what they not, not just what the podcast as a whole is about, but what that specific episode of this week's podcast is about, right? Maybe you don't have time to listen to every Star Wars podcast. Well, you can kind of go through and say, oh, this one looks interesting. I'm going to listen to this one now, right? Pretty cool. 
Really like it. All right. Well, let's head on over to the news. All right. So this is, like I said, official news in Entertainment Weekly for everybody to read. It's not leaked stuff. It's not spoilery stuff. But it is, I guess, spoilery. If you consider knowing anything about the movie a spoiler, I almost don't want to talk about this stuff on the show, but I really want to with you guys. And I know, Anna, you especially have expressed concern about knowing too much about the movie. Yes, I have. So, like, if at any time you feel like we're talking about too much, I'm okay with you leaving the room. Okay. If you don't want to know, that's okay. Okay. Okay? I'll kind of give you warnings, okay? Okay. All right. So... They split this up into many different articles online instead of putting it all in one place because clicks... That's annoying. Yeah, you know, the more clicks, the better on a website. That's how they make money. So I understand. Um, so the first one that they posted was kind of like a Ray, a Ray article. And in it, uh, so I just kind of broke down. I pulled out certain parts that I think we'll find interesting. Uh, it says, and this is all by Anthony Bresnikan. Anthony Bresnikan is Entertainment Weekly's Star Wars person. He is, like, as far as Star Wars reporters go, the, like, the Star Wars reporter, in my opinion. The guy who knows all the stuff as much as any reporter can know and gets all the scoops and knows everything before anybody else. Yeah, he's really, wow. really well done. And well-written stuff, too, you know? And, like, each of these little articles that I'm talking about has a video that goes along with it. You should really check them out. Just go to Entertainment Weekly and click on their Star Wars stuff. And, uh, you know, Anthony Bresnikan is talking to you also. And you could just watch his video if you want instead of reading the article. So Brez says, This isn't the Luke she's heard about, talking about Ray. It's not the one we know, either. This is a broken man. One who would have preferred to stay lost. And he feels the same way about that lightsaber. So we know Luke was Luke is there on purpose. He does not want people to find him. Doesn't want to be found. He doesn't want to be a Jedi. He doesn't want to be a Jedi. I well, think he it's time for the be. Jedi. Sure. To end. And <laughs> exactly. And Daisy Ridley says that kind of how Ray thinks about it is this other man. She quote this other man that I lost within a couple days. She's talking about Han here. Uh, that I lost within a couple days was somewhat of a father figure. Now he's gone, and instead I'm with this grumpy guy on an island who doesn't want me here. <laughs> so that's kind of the the uh, relationship Han was we get. Grumpy at Han, the beginning too. Han sure was grumpy. He was a big grump, but, but he showed warmth to Ray. He asked her if she wanted to come on, and is that what you're going to say? Yeah. Anna? Sorry, I should have let you say it. He's kind to her. He is kind. He is kind to her. And He's, throughout the show, out at the end, mm -hmm. I think he kind of feels like Ray is his daughter. Yeah, yeah. Uh, well, He's kind to her. I think, you know. <laughs> Who knows? All right, so, you know, there's way more in all these articles. Like I said, go and read them. I'm just picking out the highlights. Uh, so there's a Finn article. Article about Finn. Uh, Finn and Rose. Finn. Daddy. What? Is there a Porg article? There is an article that mentions Porgs. But is there an article all for Porgs? Is there an article that's only about Porgs? Yeah. There is not an article <laughs> that is only Porgy. about Porgs. You guys already said Porgs <laughs> like six <laughs> times. Quiet. No, sorry, Quiet. Porgs. Okay, stop. Porgs. Okay, stop. <laughs> so the Finn article. So Finn still wants out. You know how he wanted to leave and go to the Outer Rim and stuff? He didn't want to fight. He wanted to run away. Yeah. He still does. 
when he wakes up, he's still he's still kind of feeling that way. Is this feeling too spoilers for you? Anna? No. No? Okay. Um, and Rose, who is just a mechanic in the Rebellion, she knows all about him because like, they've told these stories now. They know that Finn and Han Solo, they went to Starkiller Base, right? They helped blow up the base, right? They're like a hero of the Resistance, even though the Resistance is, you know, small and, you know, not a big, huge thing. And, uh, but they're, you know, so they know all about him. And Rose knows Finn, and she's like, ah. You're, you're a hero, right? And he just wants to leave. He still wants to run. Uh, so we know that Finn and Rose are, you know, doing something on uh, at the Canto Bite Casino, right? So that's kind of their storyline is going to take place on Cantonica, which is the name. We had a question about this earlier, right? Cantonica is the name of the planet that Canto Bite is on. That makes sense. Canto. Canto. Cantobite is the city, and the casino is named the Cantobite Casino. Because it's the only casino in Cantobite, probably. Sure. I think Cantobite itself is sort of a casino city. Cantobite was described in this article as Las Vegas. It's the main. Ooh, Mm. nice. It's the main. The main casino? Yes. Maybe, yeah. Yes. Cantobite. That's where all the casinos are, right? (sighs) And, uh,. So, it's a casino metropolis. Cantobite is a casino metropolis. So, maybe there's other casinos on Cantobite that are called different things, but they just call it all the Cantobite Casino. So, Ryan Johnson, remember Ryan Johnson, the director of The Last Jedi? Mm-hmm. He says, the whole city is is kind of one... Uh, he says, the whole city is kind of one sort of luxury resort that's been built on this very otherwise abandoned arid planet. It's like Vegas with aliens. So maybe it is just like Vegas. What? <laughs> uh, Las Vegas is a really weird place. So he's saying uh. it's almost like there's already aliens living there. <laughs> so so that's that's uh, Finn and Rose. Um, Canto Bite. We'll see. I don't know. I, I, I want to speculate about what they're doing on Canto Bite, but at the same time, like, I don't want to accidentally get it right <laughs> and then spoil myself, but... You know, we talked about spoilers right after The Force Awakens. And do you remember which member of our family really wishes that that we were spoiled about the death of Han Solo? Wasn't it? Your mom. Yeah, that's what I thought. <laughs> she really wished that we knew ahead of time that he was going to die so that we could prepare you kids. Because it was traumatic for you. It was. You both cried in the theater. Uh-huh. I think it a was, lot of people did. Yeah, I mean, it was... Almost everybody in that feeder I cried. I know, well... You cried, Mommy cried. I teared up. I, I cried when you were... Yeah. Yeah. No, yeah. Right, right, right. No, I know. I'm not, I'm not saying... I know, I know, I know. I'm just saying that, you know, um, it's just a movie, and I think your mom was mad at it. She was mad at the movie because it made, I was her, fine, it made her children cry. So anyway, so I understand. Um, that what makes a movie a good movie. It's, it's emotional. Those were happy yeah. tears and sad tears. Sad oh, tears. those were only sad tears, Liam. Positive? I am positive. I, well, uh, yeah. it, they're not happy necessarily. I was sad that Han Solo died, but also that made a really good story. Yeah, if Han did. Solo didn't die, that'd be a, that, a lot it different. wouldn't be as good of a mm. story. Okay. It'd be different. Yeah. It it wouldn't it would be, be just bare. different. It wouldn't be as good. Okay. It would be as good. It would just be different. Oh, okay. But you disagree then. Liam thinks <laughs> it's better that he died. You think it could be just as good if he didn't Why die. does he think it's good that the main characters die? Because <laughs> Liam likes fresh. He likes new things. 
He doesn't want to dwell on the past. Yeah, I mean, I do. <laughs> but that's weird, because I'm excited about going to middle school. <laughs> yeah. Anna, you've had Han Solo for th- seven movies. He can, I mean, not seven. Four, four. movies. Yeah, yeah. He can, he can die. Does that mean that you? Does that mean that movie. that Chewie can die in the Last Jedi? Yes. No. 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 No, it does not. No. You stop that right now. No. Okay. Rose could die. No. His sister could no. die. Anybody could die. No. <laughs> okay. Especially not Chewie. Chewie can't. Every single porg could die. (laughs) Stop it. Porg. Oh, yeah. Yeah, let's get back to the porgs. Yeah. Actually, we are going to talk about porgs right now. Because the next next article, we're talking about the creatures article. And, of course, porgs. And there is a shot of that porg in the Falcon with Chewie. Which means... Which means that the image... (laughs) Like, I didn't think I could love porgs anymore. But when I see that porg... With Chewy, oh my gosh! Look at those eyes. Th- those are like exactly like your Beanie Boo eyes. Exactly. So Beanie Boos are these stuffed animals that have these huge eyes, right? Maybe they're gonna make Star Wars Beanie Boos now. Oh, Beanie Porks. Beanie Porks. <laughs> Stop. Okay. There. I mean, remember I did. And hey, we... I know the pork is shedding, and and then yes. a tear, uh, and then one of the mm-hmm. feathers accidentally got into his mouth. Yes, the porg is uh, molting. You call that when it's a uh, when 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 you have like a feathers. Although that porg does not look feathery. That porg looks furry, right? I mean, do the wings Feather have furry. feathers? Do the wings have feathers, but the body has fur? Maybe. I don't know. I can't tell. I cannot f- stop staring at that pork. Then again, I don't. The I guess face, like if you think look at penguins, penguins don't look like they have feathers either. The expression is yeah. so cute. Oh, he's like, let's do this. It's like hyperspace, Chewy, now. Anyway, no, he's so actually like, it looks like he has a mustache. So Liam, it the looks point- like either he's <laughs> frowning, like he's really mad, yeah. or like he just sad. Or, yeah, yeah. or maybe he is. Um, <laughs> or maybe just like he's just like, what's happening? Yeah. So I think most of the speculation on this show is going to be about the emotional state of that porg. Is that right? Is that most of our speculation? Oh yeah, definitely. Right. Um, definitely. <laughs> so, so Liam. Sad porg. Happy so, porg. So the con- so. Oh my gosh! There is so going to be a shirt coming out like that. <laughs> oh yeah. Sad porg. Happy porg. Angry oh, porg. And they all look funny the same. Porg. And they all look the same. Yeah. Like the Vader shirt. There is so the going many emotions to be a shirt of like porgs, that. and then they have. There is so <laughs> going to be a shirt like that. There should be. There should be. I know there will. We could make one. I know there will be. We could do one. We don't have to go through the trouble of making one. There will be one. <laughs> so, I know it. So I want to get back to this thing that Liam said about the feather, right? I want to get back to that because you, we kind of glossed over it. So in in our last, actually two episodes ago, we talked about that little shot in the behind the scenes. Uh, video of Chewy with a feather on his lip. And we had talked, like, what if that means he ate the porks? Liam, and you made the point that, like, if there's a pork in the cockpit, right, of the Falcon, which there obviously is. The pork was probably just too small to see from a side shot. Sure, exactly, yep. And also, like, they're probably, you know, we've we've had a rooster in our basement before, and I still find feathers in our basement. And that do. was like three years ago, four years ago. They're just kind of smaller ones. Um, but yeah, birds, where their feathers are, come out. Where so are Coco's feathers? I don't know. They should have some. So, so feathers come out of birds. Right? I'm not so. sure I want to know more about these guys. 
So you don't know if you want to know. Okay, so we have no, an image of the ter- we have an image of the caretaker creatures. They're the care the caretakers are what they are called basically in this article. Uh, they're kind of like a they're turtle like- turtle looking uh, nuns, oh, right? They have like a the, they have a trunk. Yeah, like a small trunk, very short trunk. It's like a turtle elephant nun, but um, um, they also have a mouth. So the trunk is just there. I, the trunk might be connected. You can't really see in that picture. Mm. Now, Anna, I don't think that um what don't you want to know about them just like what they're doing there and what they do okay okay well did you want to leave the room or do you want us to just skip it um should we skip it no i want to know well does it give away too much information i don't feel like it really gives away too much it does say you can leave it why they're on the island and 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 stuff but yeah i don't really want to know that so could we just like can That's fine. Sure, we can we can skip that part. Uh, so these are the caretaker creatures, and you can see their their image in, on Entertainment Weekly, and you can read about them if you want to. Um, can you read about them to me later? Because oh, you I want to know want later. Them. That's fine. So, but about the Jedi temples, or about the the you know these these old ancient temples, right on on Octo, or. Uh, Ak Octo or Achto. I think they called it Octo. Achto. I think um, on the Star Wars show they'd called it Achto, right? But like uh, Bresnikan calls it Octo, and also I've heard. So it's like. Mm, but I heard like I think I heard Daisy Leia Ridley Leia. call it Octo, or you know, like it, it. So it could go either way, right? I, I, I'm sticking with Ock uh, until I hear it differently in the movie. Um, same. So. So Ryan Johnson says, hopefully, it will be fun to discover in the context of the movie. My notion was this is a place that goes all the way back. This is where the cave paintings are. Not literally. He's not saying there's cave paintings. I know. He's saying, like, the way we can look at cave paintings in our world and see ancient humanity, right? This temple is, like, you know, so far back that it's almost before Jedi were even Jedi, right? Uh, Johnson said he had to resist the urge to make it look too clean, too modern. It has to be something more primitive. It is the first, right? Well, we don't know exactly if it's the first first. He said, the first designs that we had were temples, and I just kept pushing it back and saying, no, think earlier, think earlier. Let's push this all the way back and see how deep we can go into the foundations of where this all started. So, when he says temples, I mean, we didn't see a temple on the island, so it's not like he could have changed that if he wanted to. Maybe he meant how they looked on the inside. You know, and they look very very old on the inside also yeah so there's also an article kind of centered around snoke and we see our first image of the praetorian guards which are snoke's bodyguards and liam uh you when you first saw them said these these do not look star warsy who you saw the praetorian guards the red the red those red guards and thought they did not look star warsy yeah but then i realized that their face is in a big line. Oh, okay. It actually goes out like that, so they oh. have a head in there. I'm pretty sure. Or oh, they yeah, I think they robots. Do. I think they. I think they're people. They're yeah. probably aliens because that seems too mm-hmm. small for someone head. I don't know. Like a... I don't know, but they. Maybe I think... aliens that can't breathe. Hmm. Like they can't breathe. Hmm. I think. I think they're probably just people. Because humans. because there's like no air holes in the helmet. Well, I mean, think of the seventh sister's helmet, right? There's not even a place for her to see. It's just like this t- 
totally covered face. Right. Right. So with that, and there's not a place to see. Yeah. So I don't understand. I, I'm sure know, they have like a heads up display or. They might. Yeah, have, that's like, true. Something right sure. around here, a couple holes going up. Yeah. Anyway, I think they look cool. Um, Me too. We'll see. I think um, their big staffs that they have, uh, they have like these uh, things that kind of look like big knives on the end of them, which I'm fairly certain are vibroblades. <gasps> no! So Ryan Johnson says, similar to Ray's parentage, Snoke is here to serve a function in the story. So, like Ray's parents, we might learn about them. We'll talk about that a little bit later. Uh, It's going to serve the story. It's not about the parents. It's about how the parents might have something to do with the story, right? So he says, Snoke is here to serve a function in the story. And a story is not a Wikipedia page. For he says, for example, in the original trilogy, we didn't know anything about the Emperor except what Luke knew about him, that he's the evil guy behind Vader. Then in the prequels, you knew everything about Palpatine because his rise to power was the story. In The Last Jedi, Johnson says, we'll learn exactly as much about Snoke as we need to, which probably means not that much. No! (laughs) But what if we got a prequel trilogy after this trilogy? And it turned out to be the story of how Snoke rose to power. And it was all about Snoke. Just like the prequels were about Palpatine. That'd be kind of cool. That would be really cool. I mean, we don't know anything about him. We just. But yeah, but but you like the prequels. True. You know? And when I was a kid, the Emperor was just the Emperor. And I didn't know anything about him except for he was a creepy guy who shot lightning out of his hands. (laughs) And he gave me nightmares. And that was it. And then the prequels were like, whoa, this guy has a whole story, you know? So, Snoke is probably that way, you know, and and we just have to wait. And maybe we won't learn about him ever. But that's probably not going to (laughs) happen. Maybe there'll just be a book about him. Mm, That could be. That could be. Kind of like, I could see James Luceno writing the book about Snoke. He wrote wrote Tarkin. He also wrote wrote Darth Plagueis, which is the Legends novel. But it really filled out the story of, like, Palpatine and, and, like, pre-episode one. Ooh, yeah. Ooh, I want a James Lucino Snoke novel so bad now. Ugh, that's gotta happen. Oh, I'm so excited about it, and I don't even, it's not even announced, but seriously, they, they, I can't see any other way around it. It'll be like after this whole trilogy is done, but still. <laughs> headcanon! Awesome. Headcanon, yeah. My head, my headcanon for reality is that <laughs> James Lucino writes the Snoke, <laughs> the Snoke novel. So... <laughs> Okay, so then there's a story... Like what you want to This is what I want to happen, exactly. <laughs> it's going to happen, yeah. basically. Yeah. yeah, we'll see. So then there's uh, Leia, and there's a story about Leia. Leia! And, uh, Leia. and just about how, you know, we're going to get a, a good uh, send-off. It sounds like she will not be in any form in Episode Nine. Um, and that That's this will sad. be the last time I, that we I see really her. I really don't like her, I think. <sighs> You're really going to like her in this one? I think so. Yeah, I think so, too. Um, yeah, so it sounds like she's, you know, still going to be the, dealing with Han's she's death, the obviously. She's general and stuff, but I think it's general. different. Uh, general and stuff. Yeah. But I think this is going to be different. She's going to physically fight. You think so? Like, she's going to go out and blast people. 
in huh. this one. That'd be awesome. I don't think she's just gonna sit back and give mm-hmm. orders. Nah, we'll she's see. Gonna, I think she is. Stick out and fight. Especially since the trauma of Hans dad. Mm. She might be a little more willing to fight and and really she might want to be out there fighting Maybe. to get rid of get or out of her aggression. It's just as likely that she'll want to stay put mm. because or she's maybe, too sad. Maybe mm. she just wants to avenge Han. Well, wouldn't kill. that mean fighting her own son? She wants to bring him yeah. back. Uh, yeah, so I think she might still want to bring him back. She or maybe she's given up. That'd be even worse. Right? That would be very That'd be so horrible. sad, right? If she but and how could Kylo you not? How could fought? you not give up? Yeah. That would be horrible. Ugh. I would hate that. Yeah. Maybe Leia's gonna use a lightsaber. Oh Ooh. wow. Maybe Leia will use Ray's lightsaber and fight Kylo. Oh my goodness. Duel to the death. That would be so emotional. So <laughs> So right, Leia will not be in episode nine at all, I think is what is what it's sounding like. Uh, so we had talked about whether or not, you know, maybe they'd get a different uh, person to play Leia. Uh, sounds like that's not happening and that this movie will give her um, sort of a natural, satisfying ending, even though they didn't realize it was going to be an ending. So I don't know what that means. Uh, also, it says that uh, Ryan Johnson isn't ready to reveal what Laura Dern's Vice Admiral Haldo's role is in the story. But as a fellow commander in the Resistance, she is likely to have a history with Leia Organa. The nature of it will be for the movie to reveal. Ryan Johnson said, The secrecy does have a purpose in that part of the fun with Laura's character, with Admiral Haldo, is figuring out what her relationship is to everybody as you go along through the movie. So, interesting. So she's going to have a, a part to play in that movie. Vice Admiral Haldo. All right, then uh, we got a little bit about DJ. The official word from Lucasfilm, I guess, is that DJ is an enigmatic figure whose tattered, threadbare clothes. DJ. Yeah. Me too. (laughs) Whose tattered, threadbare clothes and lackadaisical attitude conceal a sharp mind and expert skills. And John Boyega says a little bit more than he probably should have, but we're not sure. Uh, He says, We just need a code breaker, and he's the best in the galaxy. Unfortunately, he's very dodgy and only in it for financial gain. He doesn't fight for any side. So, sounds like a scoundrel. Uh, and uh, good at code breaking. Like a bounty hunter? Mm, I don't know. Person? No, probably not a bounty hunter. Criminal. Underground. The underground. Right. That's kind of um, all of those people are, are kind of uh, lumped into the, the umbrella term. The underground. Smugglers, bounty hunters slicers so slicers are people who kind of can you know uh hack into computer systems right and that sounds like that's what dj is uh kelly marie tran who plays rose describes del toro's performance as coiled and disturbing (laughs) she says when and i do not i do not doubt it at all uh with uh benicio del toro is (laughs) he's a great actor and has played from some rather disturbing people. Uh, Tran says, When I was on set with that character, I felt like there was a tiger in the room, and I always had to be watching, she says. Like an animal, at any moment he could do something, and I didn't know what. <laughs> that sounds really fun. Uh, yes, it does. Um, so we see a shot in this in this story in Entertainment Weekly of the exterior of the Canto Bite Casino on Catonica, remember? Uh-huh. Uh, and there are these ships that look like something you make out of toothpicks. Basically, like these little spiky wings 
like strange things uh look like forks without middle tines for wings uh those are cantobite police speeders so just so we know then there's a story about parentage about ray's parentage and about finn's more of his origin is what it sounds like we're going to get uh it does sound like we are going to hear about who ray's parents are but that it might not be as important as we feel it is it is important it could just be these random so people. So we'll get to know who like, Ray's parents are. I believe we will learn more information about it. I don't. They didn't. I don't think they explicitly said you'll know who they are. Let's I didn't see. pull that part out of the story, but how about mm, let's see, Bob and Martha? Sure. They're just random. Just random people. Yeah. Well, maybe. I don't know. Sounds like we might hear more about why Finn left the First Order, uh, although I don't feel like we need to know much more about that. I thought it was kind of obvious. He just doesn't want to be evil. But we might find out more about why he doesn't want to be evil. Maybe why the, the conditioning didn't work on him the same way it works on all those other Stormtroopers. Because um, none of them were born wanting to be evil either. You know, but they're all it's drilled well, into them were, over though? and over again. I, I highly doubt it. Right, but what if their parents... They were taken away from their parents. Um, that's that's how the that? First Order works. Yeah, I guess. That's what they say. What if their parents was a stormtrooper? Yeah, I think they're still taken away. Yeah. What if their parents are still a stormtrooper? Still tr- stormtroopers? I yeah. think that they're still taken away from them at birth. Because they're raised the in a certain way. The stormtroopers stay. They sleep there. They don't go home. Well, there's the many. space. There's many different places, I think, where they probably raise these children to be stormtroopers it's not just one place you know and where stormtroopers work and live aren't the same place where these little kids are being growing up to be stormtroopers right i'm sure those are different places there's probably a planet where all these kids are and they're being conditioned to be you know like stormtroopers. oh maybe wow that would be something they're using vader's castle That'd be kind of cool. That would oh. be more than kind of cool. <laughs> yeah. If it doesn't get blown up in episode 8 or episode 9, mm. if it is. Or if it isn't blown up already in between, you know. Yeah, I guess. After Return of the Jedi, then they're like, hey, we found out there's this castle in Mustafar. Go blow it, it up. Let's go blow it up. Yeah. Uh, so then there's the dark side story. And... Uh, about Kylo, Ryan Johnson said, how has he dealt with that in his head? Killing his own father, right? Where is he in terms of that act? And what does that mean for him? A lot of times in these articles, you, whenever Kylo Ren is mentioned, it says about how he took his final step toward the dark side. You know, like he went full dark when he killed Han. So it seems like they're they're saying I want that to be true. It seems like they're saying that, you know, uh like we when we watch it sometimes, you know, we we can view it as him feeling really bad about it right after it happened, right? But they're saying that 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 was like his his last step to the dark side. I don't know. I'm not sure. What if it's his first step back to the light side? I don't know. How would that be? Cuz feeling remorseful about it, feeling so horrible about it, realizing he made a mistake. You know? I don't know. But what I don't know. He came to the resistance and he said, yeah. "I wanna," <laughs> and he couldn't even finish his sentence because he got <laughs> murdered. Because he they blown him up. 
two reasons, there's two completely opposite reasons why something might happen, and you're trying to pick between the two. That is much worse than having something just left unsaid. Like, there's a million possibilities. It's much worse between having to pick two out of two of them. Because mm. it's like, is Kylo Ren this or is he this? Mm. Is Kylo Ren this or is he this? It like, no, don't. We watched the next movie. It's really annoying. So you'd rather there be many, many possibilities instead of two? Yes. Mm, then you won't have to think about it as much? Right. Ah, I see. I see. And you can come up with awesome theories. Do you want to know whether or not, um, like, what Phasma does in this movie at all? Do you want to know about a, yes. a certain fight? Okay. John Boyega promises that we will see Phasma in a showdown with Finn. So that's something to look forward to. <laughs> oh, <laughs> Do you think she's going to be like... goodness. She's, she's going to get him in like a headlock and she's like, I'm the boss now. I'm the boss. I'm in charge now, Finn. I'm in charge. I'm in charge. That would be so funny <laughs> if she did. And like, she like gives him a little noogie. Yeah, I'm in charge now. Uh, anyway. Like Phasma takes her, um, her helmet off. Uh -huh. Finn's like... Who gave you permission to take your helmet off? Eh, never mind. I'll just blow you up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, so there's going to be uh, finally with the dark side story, and it's not because she is part of the dark side, but because it's sad. There will be significantly less of Maz Kanata in this movie. She will make an appearance, <gasps> but don't expect to see her too much. So that's sad. Yeah. Yeah. Now that we have that sad news about Maz, we're going to go have a joke. <laughs> Laugh it up, fuzzball. And uh, remember, this joke is from Cat, and uh, it says, "Speaking of the old republic, I can never stay awake in the morning without my coffee." <laughs> wow! So that so this is one that you need to know, Knights of the Old Republic, to get. But she needs her coffee in the morning, and coffee. C-O-T-F-E, is the abbreviation for Knights of the Fallen Empire, which is a Star Wars The Old Republic expansion that came out a year and a half ago. <laughs> oh, I love it. You're our kind of nerd, Cats. <laughs> our kind of nerd. Uh, good stuff. And actually, I don't doubt that you actually play coffee in the morning, too. Like, I know that, for me, when I wake up, I usually like to play at least one or two rounds of Force Arena. And Liam always goes downstairs <laughs> and, and plays, plays video games. Either, either plays Battlefront or uh, Disney Infinity. Or Wars. sometimes even or, Overwatch. Mm, yeah. Overwatch if we have it. Yeah. So, um, yeah. So, speaking of the Force Arena, though, which I just mentioned, uh, it sounds like they're going to have a huge new Clone Wars expansion to that game, which if you look, if you go watch the... Uh, Gluten Slayer YouTube channel. Uh, he has some good previews that uh, that the Force Arena people. Yeah, it is. Uh, but the Force Arena folks uh, gave him access to kind of a beta version of this huge expansion, this Clone Wars expansion. I don't know. I mean, we had a whole episode about Force Arena, so obviously we like it, and I still play quite a bit. Uh, and I'm going to be playing even more once this Clone Wars stuff comes out. Super fun and. 
And I just really, really like it. So uh, let's send on over to the question and answer council. The question and answer council, where we ask questions and answer them. It's the question and answer council. It's the question and answer So I was thinking, I, I tried to, I actually went to Wikipedia and I searched for the word dot to see if we could have another question and answer council about something related to dot. But uh, the only thing I found is a very obscure alien, or not alien, but droid uh, D slash D dash OT that works in the Jedi Temple. And that's just, we're not going to ask a question about that. So instead, I'm going to ask you kids a question. Uh, which new character are you most excited for in The Last Jedi? So we have Admiral Haldo, Vice Admiral Haldo. We have Rose Tico. We have her sister Paige Tico, who we haven't really met yet, or we don't really know too much what you know she's going to look like or exactly what she does. We have DJ. Uh, we have Porgs. We have the Porgs! We have the Caretakers. Uh, we have the Praetorian Guards. You know, Caretakers, those aren't necessarily characters. Uh, you know, we have the Porgs. I mean, as a character like... Porg number one, Porg number 14, like, you know, it's not like... Porg number 2000. You can't call Porgs a character, but I would I would accept, you know, you're excited for the... These Porgs! Okay. Porgs. All right. Um, Porgs and most... Leia. Can I pick Por- two? No, I said new character. Leia's not a new character. Oh, no. right. <laughs> Porgs. I'm also really excited for Admiral Haldo. Yeah? Yeah. All right, so Liam's Porgs, Anna is Porg number five, and Admiral Haldo. And I'm going to be, I think, well, I'll pick two then, since you picked two. Uh, Rose and the Caretakers. I want to know more about the Caretakers. I'm really interested in them. No Porg? Well, you know, they're cute, but I don't think they're going to add too much to the story. Sorry. Well, I think that'll be it for our question and answer council, and uh, I think that'll be it for our episode. So thank you, everyone, for listening to episode 79 of Children of the Force. And as always, thank you to those who support us over on patreon.com slash children of the force. Your support allows us to do this podcast and to make it better. If you'd like to reach out to us online in other ways, you can contact us via Twitter. At Force Children. On Facebook, we are children of the bus our email address is porkchildren.gmail.com what is our actual email address forcechildren.gmail.com that's correct the website is www.childrenoftheforks.com fine 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 www.porgsofthevores.com that's childrenoftheforce.com. Head on over to speakpipe.com slash childrenoftheforce to leave us a voicemail that we will almost positively play on the show. And finally, leave us a review on iTunes. That would really help. Give us some stars. Uh, say a few words about us. That'd be awesome. Uh, doing so will make it easier for more people to find us, and it will feed our egos, which need food. 
Like the they have been hungry feed for years. It will feed. I need positive our reviews. Yum, 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 yum. It'll feed our. It'll feed our pet porks. Yes. Yes, it will feed our yep. pet porks. That's There you go. Positive. It'll die getting yep. eaten by Fubaka. Give us reviews on iTunes, or our porgs will die. So, for Children of the Force, I'm Al. I'm Anna. I'm Liam. And... May the pores be...